Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight. I'm David. And I'm Heidi. And we're back from holidays. It will be all right. Anyways, not only can I not sing, um, I'm really good at, I'm really, you know what I'm good at doing, Heidi? What? I'm good at singing off key. You know what, you are. You nailed it. I'm really good. Like when people say you can't hit that note, I'm like, oh, I'm really good at not hitting that note. <laughs> How was your holiday, David? You know, my holiday was was really good, actually. Um, I mean, if you count, you know, I had that. I went to a pie party. Okay, let's just put it this way. <laughs> I was I was I was fortunate enough to be invited to Wednesday night a pie party, and I was told at the pie party there was forty different pies. No joke, forty different types of pies. They're all very delicious, and I was told that every pie was just one calorie. And I believed him. So well, turns out I mean, you like can't, 12 different- can't on that any other day, but on that night before. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So 12 different pies, 12 calories. Turns out, I think they were just being sarcastic and I, I should have picked up on that, but I think I just wanted to believe that that was the case. So besides that, the holidays were great. Just, I, I did something called carb loading. So I'm, I could hibernate for three months now, not have to eat. I could fast for three months. Absolutely. And, uh, I wouldn't even come out in better shape. I just come out the same as I was before the holidays. You know, I'm going to tell you what the holidays for us was, I mean, it was just, it was just not our year next year. I'm going to have to go big. Hmm. Because I literally, we did Thanksgiving on the Sunday before because like my siblings, everybody was traveling and, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to do the whole thing for just my family. Like I gotta have, you gotta have people to help, you know, divide the load. Right. So no joke. We, the four of us, we spent the whole day working at the shop. So you know, I told Connor, some, some kids don't have, they have parents that just don't make them work. And, but Connor has parents that really love him and really want to teach him that value of even getting holiday pay. So that, that's your love language is yeah, yeah. Kids work is making them work on. All right. They're never going to forget it. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think memories Connor, made, I, I think I'll wait. Um, till next year to call child protective services on you because I, I I think Connor's gonna be okay this year. I think he's gonna fight through that 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 slave labor that he Just went in case through. you're wondering, I Venmoed everybody. Everybody's been paid. It, oh, okay. it was good. Okay. Well then are you still waiting for your parents to Venmo you for all the work they made you do? Put yeah, them. that has not happened. Not <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Everyone listening to this is like, yeah, I don't think our parents ever it's like 
it's like getting paid to do chores is like what, what does that mean like they got paid some people got paid to clean up the house that was that's an interesting concept so well speaking of holidays i know something happened right after the holidays so let's just get that out of the way just tell everybody in case they do not follow you on instagram oh you guys so just just tell them get it out of the way let them know seriously you guys just okay so like two days ago from when we we're recording this um my daughter Quincy this is my oldest daughter you guys know her well um she has been serving a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for the last 18 months in Texas Houston South Spanish speaking and you know missions I mean let's be honest you guys imagine how fun it is you know I mean missions are hard work even if you don't have a pandemic where it's hard to get people to come visit your church, even if they don't think they're going to die by being associated with people. I mean, you know, think like 18 months ago, it was just like the super thick of the pandemic. And um, so it's been a really different experience for her, but, and, and not an easy one. In fact, I, I think that about the moment that Colton got married, which was back August, it was just kind of, you know, hard, hard for her to be away and not be participating. Um, But she made it and Monday she came home and it was just, I is one of those situations where you might not even know stress that you're carrying until like, something's over and you feel this huge amount of relief. I, people were asking me, you know, like, Oh, how does it feel? Are you so happy? You're so excited. And the word that just kept coming was, I just feel relieved. I think that I have been like holding a portion of my breath the entire time she's been gone. Um, Yeah. Like you said, she was gone in the pandemic and, you know, for anyone that has their kids gone for any reason, of course, they're going to be holding their breath, you know? Yeah. And, um, so she came home and, um, you know, my love language is just to make things seem really visual. (laughs) Um, so we did that. We made it very visual and it was just really fun, really fun to welcome her home. And then she pretty much cried all day yesterday about everything. Good, bad, sad, happy, every, Every single thing, the reaction was tears. And then um, you'll like this, David. We, you know, I was inviting kind of our close family and and her friends, um, and we we got a taco truck. I don't know if you're familiar with the taco truck that it works out in the parking lot at Sportsman's Warehouse. Are you familiar with that guy? No. It's over by Fashion Place Mall always in the parking lot of a sportsman warehouse. So like state street and what 70th or something, 72 hired those guys to come and taco truck parked right in my driveway for three hours and just served up tacos. Nice. Well, tacos, truck driveway. I like all those ideas. So yes. Yes. And so, I, I thought you were going to tell me because when your son came home from his mission, first thing he did on the drive home, he started downloading all the new Drake album. He did. 
I was, I was, I was like, I was like, was she all about? Was she when she got home? Was she all about? You know, like you know the the new like uh, sweetie, and you know, like you know, um, uh, uh, what's 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 the uh, what's the the one that's been super popular of the pandemic since she's been gone? Uh, Meg the Meg the Stallion, you know, like any of that type of stuff. <laughs> no, you know what she wanted to do is she wanted to get in her bed and and just like be alone. Mm. <laughs> she just she she needed a little alone time and yeah, yeah. um so she climbed in her bed which is like her bed is the most comfortable in the whole house and she just cried <laughs> happy tears though happy, happy tears. tears happy tears so so well, it's been really fun well we're happy to have her home and um and um on top of that we're happy that you're able to take a sigh of relief and after 18 months about worrying about your baby girl, now she can be back home and you can get back to being annoyed with her like a typical parent. Because <laughs> back to worrying about different things. Yeah, yeah, see, now the podcast is going to get more interesting. Now you're going to have more. Okay, so I got this friend and her daughters came up <laughs> from a mission, right? And she, she lives down the street, though. It's not me. But do you know what happened? Yesterday, we had like all these errands to run and she got her, like she got her hair done, went to the dentist. We got her some new jeans. Like we're going all these places, right? And I'm sharing with people that don't know that she just got home off her mission or or people many people knew. Um, and everybody was like, So what are you gonna do now? What are you gonna do now? Every single person. It was like, How'd you like your mission? What are you gonna do now? Girl, didn't you ever listen to our podcast? And I I just I should have just been like passing out bracelets and cards and saying, <laughs> yeah so for the people who are listening to this we've had we've done episodes before about when people come home or they you know they graduate from high school graduate from college come home from mission those big life type things you know it's if you can avoid asking so what are you gonna do next you know what do you do now that's just the typical thing to say but the best thing to say is just like hey listen so proud of you so great you know and, and i'm sure the next phase of your life is going to bring a lot more excitement and you're just going to knock it out of the park whatever you choose to do you know, and then if they choose to share some stuff, great. So that, that's funny. She already she's feeling the pressure of like, oh my gosh, you got to answer all these questions first. We day. would get in the car and she'd be like, statements, people. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, let's jump right into it because uh, we want to, I want to share some stuff. And then um, when we're done with this episode, we want to people that come visit us over on Patreon because we're going to finish the conversation like we've been doing recently. So um, before we get into uh, the actual meat of the episode, just want to remind you guys, if you guys need glasses at any time and you want them quick, fashionable, custom just for yourself, go to www.lingo, that's L-I-I-N-G-O, eyewear.com backslash light the fight and claim your $30 off your first purchase by using code light the fight, the full word, I mean, full name, light the fight. And Lingo is our official sponsor here at Light the Fight. And we're so thankful because they've hooked me and Heidi up both with amazing glasses and they can hook you up as well. And you can get that $30 discount. And because of Lingo, we are not because of Lingo, but along with Lingo, we've got our community sponsor that's always had our back from day one. And that's 1-800-CONTACTS. So if you guys need contacts, you guys know where to go. 1-800-CONTACTS. They're no secret. They've been around for, what, 20 years now. If you want great customer service, you want great contacts, they're the people to go see. So um, go visit them and uh, get some great contacts. So let's jump in the episode now, Heidi. Um, so I told Heidi, usually Heidi comes up with some uh, 
some scenarios and, and talks about some things that are hot off the Costco parking lot or hot off the Walmart parking, <laughs> hot out of the Walmart or Target parking Straight lot. Straight out of my DMs. Straight out of the DMs. Um, she'll run into someone in the DMs or run into someone in the parking lot and they'll be like, listen to this episode or I got this going on in my life. And then she brings it here to the podcast. But today I'm actually bringing something to the podcast. And what it is, is I just want to share some stuff with you guys. And I, I want to know Heidi's reaction to, to what I'm about to share because I had something interesting happen in my class today. So for those of you new to the podcast, um, besides being a licensed marriage and family therapist and practicing doing that, I'm also a high school teacher at a local high school here, Harriman High School, Mustangs, shout out to the Mustangs. <laughs> and um, in my class today, we did our midterm. Now, my class is not a typical class, so there's not a typical midterm. It's a class, it's called Level Up, but it's a social health class. So the whole point of it is to help teenagers build maintain and improve relationships with their family, their friends, coaches, teachers, coworkers, peers, and uh, also online relationships. And while they're doing all that, they're actually learning how to improve the relationship with themselves at the same time. So we're halfway through the quarter, uh, a little over halfway through the quarter. And I said, okay, so for the midterm, instead of doing a test, instead of having some big thing to memorize, we're just going to talk about how the first half of the quarter has been, some things that they've learned, uh, some of the assignments that they did. I want to comment on. I found some interesting similarities in the classes with the students about how they answered a specific question. So I'm going to share that with you guys right now. Did you mention the age? Oh, yeah. So this is a class for sophomores. So these are mostly 15 and 16 year olds. Sometimes there's some 16 and 17 year olds in there. Um, Because if they transfer from a different school, they don't really know anyone. They, the school really wants people to take this class as like your experience to Harriman. Because as you'll see from this conversation, um, this is the class where they really get to know each other, bond, have a connection. It, it's in a very experienced type of a way. You know, most yeah, classes they're not trying to learn math, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. usually being social in classes is like the enemy to education and the enemy. The teaching in this class yeah in this class it's the purpose you're supposed to be social our free time is put down your phone 15 minutes left of class time to talk to everybody in the class that's actually what they have to do at the end oh of the really i love yeah. i would have then, gotten an a plus then on certain fridays we do game days um i've bought gigantic Jenga's. So if anyone's ever been to the restaurants where they have cornhole, they have big Jenga's, big Uno cards, like fun games for people to play at the restaurant. I did that same thing. I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to teach these kids social skills, tools, but we're going to give them the actual place to practice their social skills. And it's going to be, you know, in a controlled environment. So me, the teacher, the, the other uh, teacher that teaches the class, she's a high school um, counselor. We get this great opportunity is that we're not just teaching them about how to be social and, and why families and friends and all these relationships are important and psychology and history behind it. But then we give them free time to the, actually play games with each other, put down their phones and practice these social skills. So that, that's really the, that's really, really where the money's at because the way I look at it is if someone wants to learn how to swim in the ocean, obviously you're going to teach them how to swim in a pool first, right? That, that would be the safest way. Let's teach math swimming in a pool. Well, in real life, 
they have to be, you know, they got to learn to be social work situations, but school is actually real life in the classroom. That's the pool. So we're teaching them how to be social in the classroom, giving them reps to practice being social in the classroom. And then we send them out of the classroom with new information, new background, psychology of why relationships are important, but then with the social skills and tools in the classroom and they get to practice it. So when they leave the classroom, it's just not a good idea. They've actually practiced it and repped it out a few times. So and the in thing the, is, it's not like they're not self-selecting this class. And so they're not, they're not coming with friends. They're not, this isn't like the people that they sit with at lunch, right? These are people that you wouldn't normally be friends with or even talk to. Well, you know, the, that's, that's the magic of it because it's very similar to many things in life, like a job where you get put in a job. It's like, you don't get to pick your coworkers or even on a sports team or a dance team. Yeah. You may have the same interest in dance, but how many times do you get put on a team with someone where you're like, okay, like we don't really have a lot in common. Now we all know the best teams are you're, you're on the best team when the team has chemistry. Everyone dances better. If there's chemistry, everyone plays better. If there's chemistry, everyone's knowledge and insight and retention of information or the comprehension of studying is better. If the study group has chemistry, if people are connecting with each other. Yeah. So, so we're in this class today. We line, and I talked about this in a different podcast, but this was a, a different quarter, different group of kids. Halfway through the quarter, we take the class from its normal row seating and we go around the whole entire class. We lace the desk around the whole entire class. So it's not a circle, but it's outlining the structure of the class, forming kind of a makeshift circle. And we just started talking. But what we started talking with is I said, I got to tell you guys something. I read your assignment on families. So they all answered some questions on families. And something was very interesting to me. One of the questions was, what is something you would like your family to download more of? So what's in download? This is called downloads and deletes. If you've come to our workshop, you know about this because we do this um, in a, like a little focus group. And the download is what's something that you wish your family did more of? Like what's something that your family should do more of and you wish they did more of? And then the second one is what's something you want to delete? What's something you think your family should do less of or should get rid of altogether? Now, if I were to ask most parents out there, what's something that you're frustrated with or you wish your kids would do more of? Most parents tell me is that they wish they just want to come eat dinner, hang out and spend family time or play a game or watch a movie or do things like that. And then parents tell me that, you know, their, their kids, you know, avoid that. They just want to go hang out with their friends. They don't want to do these things. Well, guess what's not eight to nine out of 10 of every one of my students said is the number one thing that they think their family should do more of. And they said, spend more time together. Really? Yes. Now there are some specific ways that they should spend time together. Some of the kids would say, I wish we would go on more on more vacations. But that would sound cool. Like, oh, I just want to go hang out. No, 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 no. They said, I wish we'd go on more vacations so that we got away from our normal day-to-day -day routine and we spent time together. I wish we spent time together at dinner without having tons of other people over and just kind of everybody walking and grabbing food and leaving. I wish we spent more time together without our electronics. 
I wish we spent more time together where we had fun instead of it being like, we all have to do one thing and it's scheduled and planned. Like, okay, today we're doing this one thing and everybody's going to do it and you're all going to have fun. They wanted to spend time together with their families, but they were all trying to say the same thing. And when I told them this, I said, you know, I found curious is that you guys were all saying family time, but when you started giving details what to do, they were trying to look for something that was like where they could just kind of hang out without being pressured to hang out, right? Just to hang out and a bunch of distractions while they're hanging out. And that distraction was outside people hanging out that weren't really part of the family or digital things that were distracting them. Then their deletes, they, they said same. And now I'm talking about, I'm talking about over like about almost 80 kids answered this. Then their deletes were, what are things that you wish your family get rid of? And here was the main subject of this. Wish our family would get rid of the petty arguments. Wish our family would get rid of the pointless competitions, the, um, the, the drama of everyone has one person having to be right. Wish our family wouldn't be so critical of one another. Wish our family wouldn't just gossip and talk about other families during our hangout time. Wish our family wasn't trying so hard to make us feel close together or when we were close together, weren't so quick to give up if one person didn't like the idea of what they're going to do. So what they're all trying to say is they wanted to remove the distractions so they could hang out together. But the one thing they wanted to delete was the same thing that stopped them. It was like, it was a twofer. It's like the thing they want to get rid of was the thing that they were figuring out was stopping their family from actually enjoying the time together. And I told them, I said, you guys, this is so ironic because when I talk to parents, one of the biggest complaints is my kids never want to hang out around us anymore. They always want to be with their friends. They always want to do this, want to do that. So I said, okay, let's talk about this, guys. Why do you think you chose family time as the number one time or number one thing that you wanted your family to do more of? And the answers were mind blowing. One of the most important, one of the first big ones that I heard, because they all sat there were like, oh, that is kind of weird. Like they looked around, they're like, oh, you said that too. You could tell they're like, they thought they're just individually being vulnerable, had no idea that they all won the same thing. So they all started talking about, they go, yeah, this is kind of weird because I'm usually angry and frustrated and complaining about my parents nitpicking me and this and that. So I, I guess that is weird that I put that down as my answer. But then one kid said something very interesting. He said, I think we all kind of just wish we could just go back to those times when we were little kids where we could laugh and joke around and our parents had like a funny sense of humor. And, you know, we, we talked about like farts and poop and silly little things. And like, it was just like playful banter. And he said, he goes, because I feel like now whenever like we're around each other, it's like business. It's like, did you do your homework? Did you do this? Did you do that? Or why didn't you do this? Where were you after this? And it seems like, I'm expected to be an adult where when we hung out before as kids, it was just like, we were just laughing, goofing around. I got to see my parents laugh. This other girl said, and this, this girl's like, the, I always have one of these kids every single class where they're ultimately articulate. They've been to therapy, been to counseling. They're just like shining star, shining star of insight and, and, and self-reflection. And she said, she goes, when my family is at their best, it's when my parents 
are on the same level as me. And we're just, we're not making fun of each other. We're not being like sarcastic and poking at each other. We're looking at a funny meme. We're laughing at a YouTube video. We're looking at funny pictures on Instagram and we're all just kind of childlike. And she said, but as soon as like, there's a difference in opinion, then all of a sudden everybody puts away that like open childlike nature and we get really guarded. And she goes, it's really sad because like when we're just playful and joking around, everybody wants to be there. She said, but as soon as it starts getting petty and competitive, she goes, someone goes to the room crying and then we get in a fight and then no one wants to hang out anymore. All the kids were just like patting their heart twice because I taught them about the heart pats. <laughs> They're all sitting there going, wow. And then, then one, one kid said something, another kid said something. And they were just sitting there going, I guess that's the reason why we want to spend time with our family. We don't want to spend time with our family just like, okay, tonight we're playing Monopoly. One kid's like, I don't want to play Boomer games all the time. Like, why don't we get to choose what we want to play? Why don't we get to choose the, the restaurant? But the real counter to the real point of all that want to spend time was we just want to be happy around each other. One kid said something really cool. He said, your family's your only support system that's really supposed to be there for you. So when you're having fun with them and laughing, you feel like, okay, if something went down, I was really having a bad day or something, I know I could come talk to him. And then when we started talking more, they realized that, because he kept on saying, I feel like when my family and I, when we're laughing and, and, and like really getting along, I feel safer. And what they all determined safety meant was close. Huh. When you feel close to people, safety is just part of the deal. You're safe to talk about your opinions. You're safe to share things that you're not quite sure how that would land with them. But that only happens when you're close because a lot of them complain that said, I feel like I'm 15, 16 years old and my parents don't know me at this age. And then if they don't tell me what they got going in their life, I don't know them either. This one girl said this morning before the class started and this is where it got deep. She said, I found out. My dad came out of the bathroom and he looked pale. I'm like, dad, are you okay? It sounds like you're throwing up in there. He's like, yeah, I was throwing up. And she's like, you sick? You all right? They started getting him stuff. And he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm just, sometimes when I don't feel good, I, I make myself throw up. And she was like, uh, are, are you saying as a, yeah, I, 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 I've struggled with, with bulimia. She told me, she goes, she goes, Mr. Kosh, like my mind just went, she goes, I've struggled with body image issues, eating all these things. She goes, my whole entire life. She's like, Dad, it would have been really helpful to know that like four years ago when I was really in it. She was like, before I came to this class, I was like, I just learned something about my dad. He's like, oh yeah, my whole life. And she was like, the whole class was like dead silent. Wow. I just found this out today. And she just turned 16 years old. I'm 16 years old. So her mind was blown that she's like, man, like my dad, she's like, now I look at him totally differently. I'm connecting dots. She said, you're right. When you feel close, you feel safer. She goes, now I feel like I could go home and tell him anything. Because he went first. So I'll shut up for a moment because there's a lot of uh, stuff I can say. What are some of your thoughts, Heidi? You know, what it reminded me of, and actually, I had a conversation about this just today. Um, someone said to me, you know, so what's your number one parenting hack? Or, you, you know, it's kind of like, okay, so you've done all this stuff, great job what is the one thing, you know, what's one thing that you've learned? And the first thing that popped into my head was that when I was young, 
I feel like the rule was everybody knew you do not be friends with your kids. You are their parent. You are not there to be their friend, right? And my mom took that really to heart. <laughs> and I think that now the goal is to have a relationship, a, a safe, respecting, enjoyable relationship with your with your parent, with your kids, right? And so what, what I'm hearing you saying in that downloads and deletes is I want to be friends with my family. I want to hang out with my family the way I wish I could hang out with my friends. Who are you more likely to open up to? Right. Your friends. And why are you more likely to open up to them? Because they're not going to like ask you to clean up your towel. They're not going to tell you you know, to get at your homework. They're not going to be on your case. They're just going to let you be you and hang out. Right. And, and I think that like, now it doesn't mean a parent can't play both roles. Cause obviously if a parent's only the friend, that's not good. Right. But what you're saying is that kids are kind of asking you like parents to be able to play both roles when needed instead of just one role all the time. You, you know, it's, it's interesting. And, and then, I kind of, and if I fast, like if I rewound, like maybe a, a few weeks, I got a phone call from my nephew and he said to me, he's like, I didn't need you to talk to my dad. It's my brother. And he's like, my dad just is like constantly on me about everything. He just, I, and he, this nephew of mine, he's working full time and he comes home and he just wants to chill. Right. And my brother was doing the exact thing that my dad used to do. And I don't know if I've talked to, about that. I think I maybe have talked about it on Patreon before, where it was like my parents had this fear of letting us sit still. We wanted us to be busy all the time. Idle so hands. I would walk in, I would just want to sit and watch family ties. You know, oh, or whatever, after school. <laughs> you know, and my parents would be like, well, have you done your homework? Okay. Well, if you've done everything, then get in there and clean the bathroom. You know, like they just wanted to find something. And so I, I called my brother and I said, you know, I had this conversation with your son and, um, do you remember when dad would do this? Did you remember when mom would do this? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And, and it was kind of like, we were programmed to look for things to, I don't know if I want to say like be authoritative or we don't want to allow just that comfortable chill because, because there's maybe we feel like that's wasting time or maybe we feel like we're not doing our job or I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I can really um, appreciate, first of all, you know, we've talked about this a lot before that like when your kid turns 18 and they become an adult, they're your, your peer now. Right. And, and maybe it's 21, maybe, maybe it's a, a little bit older, but legally they are right. You want them to be your friend, right? You want a lifelong friend out of this child. And so I don't, it doesn't make sense that you would just be this authoritative parent and have this really 
um, one-way relationship type situation. And then all of a sudden, magically, when they're 21, they're like, turn around and want to be your friend, right? That has to be cultivated and all this time. And, you know, I appreciate that you pointed out. It's not like you're going to drink beer together or, you know, just lay around and play video games all day. It's, it's an and. Yeah. You're going to make sure that they do their homework. You're going to help them support them in what they need, where they need it. You're going to teach them things and you're going to allow some space that you can just chill. You know, one of the kids said, they said, you know, cause this kid has a couple different jobs. Say like into, he likened it to like, um, he got to hang out with the, his boss for the first time outside of work. And, uh, he goes, it was so cool just, to see my boss as a human being, as a person and laugh and joke around. So now back at work, I actually respect him more. Like we have a closer relationship. And I mean, the inside, I wish I could record these conversations I'm having in this class because if parents heard their kids, these kids are leveling up when they're talking. They're not 15 and 16 year olds at this moment. They're wise souls because other kids bounced off that and they said, yeah, I guess that's what we kind of all want from our parents is like, we want them to be able to be like, we want to be able to see them as humans, not, not just, you know, as just our parents. And that girl that confessed about her dad being bulimic, she was, she was, that was the first time I saw my dad. Cause he's always stressed out about work. He runs triathlons. He's like doing all this stuff. She goes, that was the first time I, I saw my dad. And I can remember where I'm like, Oh, my dad's struggling and he's just like me. Like he's not, he's not perfect. And and a lot of the teenagers realize that they make the mistake of expecting their parents to be perfect, but they also don't like it when their parents expect them to be a 25-year-old adult when they're just 15. Okay. None of them want to be compared to their a lot of them said, Yeah, I'm being compared to my sister who's in college. And and they're like, Hey man, I'm 15. Of course I'm gonna act like an idiot, not be as smart as her. And you know, and, and, and that's just, it was just really interesting how when we talked about what they said they wanted their families to knock off, I heard them say, I want my families to remove the barriers that make it difficult for us to really connect and spend quality time around each other. And, you know, it took them a little while to figure out what they were even trying to say, but they were all saying the same thing. Yeah, that's just, it's really interesting. Um, I think that, you know, we live in such a, a fast paced world. And if you even thought about just a hundred years ago, like there's no drive through anything. There's no fast food. There's no restaurants. There's no washing machines or drying machines in The reality is that we, we can save time and be just as productive as we were maybe 10, 15 years ago and not have to be like on that grind every single second. There is a healthy opportunity to turn it off. And I think when you're in a group where everybody's kind of turning it off together. And if that's because you're laying around and sharing some funny TikToks or you're 
watching a show together or just even, you know, telling about your day. That's where connection is going to happen. You know, we've, we've been talking about that connection so much and you can't connect when there's chaos going on. You know, you can't connect when you're being an authoritative parent and, and not being, you know, accessible. There's a real connection that happens when you're just hanging out and just being present, no matter what you're doing. You know, as you're talking, Heidi, I, I just had a flashback in memory. And this was years ago, gosh, probably a decade ago. I was working with this family and it was a blended family. And the stepmom was having a hard time connecting with the kids. Uh, you know, she just recently got married and, you know, she was feeling like she was made out to be the evil stepmom by their mom. And so, of course, naturally, she's going to get upset and try to fight fire with fire. So if they were being petty with her, then she'd be petty back with them. But she said she had a cool moment. And this wasn't, I didn't have anything to do with this. Just she got lucky. Um, her, her stepdaughter came home from school one day and I can't remember what the issue was, but she just broke down crying. Well, the, the, the stepmom was in her bed. It was like in the afternoon, just like it, just laying in her bed, was just tired, had a long day from work, came home later in bed. And the stepdaughter came in and just sat on the bed and just said, can we talk? And she said, yeah, and she started crying. She had something happen at school with some friends and she just was in those moments where she just needed to talk to someone. They cried together because the stepmom had been through those things too. Then out of nowhere, the stepdaughter said, I know I've been mean to you and I, I'm, I'm sorry. I haven't given you a chance. I just, I just, I'm really loyal to my mom. Oh, by the way, it was the oldest daughter been really loyal to my mom. And I just guess I didn't want to like give you a chance but after the stepmom just sat there and just knew what this knew naturally what to say at that moment, she saw her stepmom differently. So they came up with this funny thing. And I don't know if it was the daughter, the stepdaughter or the mom, but they said, tell you what, from now on, this bed is home base. Like, wow. in, and she goes, if you ever have any talk about it, just say, Hey, I think I need a bedtime story. <laughs> so they just call it bedtime stories. Well, then the little siblings you know, they found out what's going on. Like, I'm going to go have bedtime stories. They're like, what? So they went in there. And, Wait a minute. I want bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go talk to her. So then in just a couple months, they'd all had a couple of bedtime stories. Now, the mom, the biological mom, you know, to be honest, at first she was a little jealous. But she realized that she, she was actually happy because she was worried that the new mom and the kids were brawling so bad. So when the kids came back and said, you know what? We've been talking, like things are getting better. First, she was a little jealous, but then after that, she's like, you know what? I'm going to do that at my house. And the biological mom started doing it at her house too, because what they found out was that we all just need a timeout and a safe space where we can just be like, all right, can you take off the mom hat? Or in this case, it was a mom sombrero because she was such a like, <laughs> like always freaking out about everything. Because her, her problem as, as the stepmom was she was trying to be the perfect stepmom. And whenever you try to be the perfect mom or perfect stepmom, the kids see that as, oh, there's a chink in the armor. I could manipulate this. So then she'd get really butthurt and upset that they were taking advantage of her because she was being uber nice. She was like baking them cookies and making them perfect breakfasts every morning. They just were still giving her attitude. But after this moment, she didn't have to be the perfect stepmom. She was just the mom that they needed her to be in their life because they already had a mom. They just needed someone they could talk to. 
And so this just kind of reminded me when you said that about what these kids were all asking for in the class, that they want a safe relationship with their parent and a safe relationship cannot be had if there's not a close relationship. And I think, I think sometimes like you've got the, you've got your friends who are like making, maybe egging you on to do something stupid or the friends that are like, they're kind of so wrapped up in themselves. They don't even care if you're doing something wrong or making a stupid decision. Right. Yeah. But then you've got like that one friend who can call you out, who can say, Oh dude, you're going to, you're going to be hating it. If you, you do that, you're going to be hating it. Or, you know, like those friends who are willing to say, you know what, that's not you, or you're going to regret that. Or, you know, I think that, that notion that that old notion that my parents had was like, if you're friends with your kids, then they'll just take advantage of you. They'll just walk all over you. But what we've learned here and in this podcast and in this time, it's that when we allow them to influence us and teach us and tell us and share what they think is funny with us, then they're going to be automatically more open to hear what we think is funny and what we think is interesting. And when we kind of form that link, then we can trust each other and have that open communication, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, what are the best bosses that you feel the closest to that you could go and talk to about every, anything that's the boss that isn't always in boss mode. Like you feel like you have an actual relationship outside of the work that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And because I've always used the family business as a metaphor for running our families, well, the best family businesses the boss has an open door policy. And when you have an open door policy in your boss, that means you have a relationship with your boss that you could talk to them about anything instead of a, a relationship where you're scared to talk to them because that's just all business. You know, that's just numbers and what you got to do. But if you can say, hey, listen, I was late to work today because I'm a human being and I have some personal issues going on. And even though your boss may not be happy or late, they're happy that you trust them enough and you trust that boss enough to open up and share that. And they trust you enough to know that, you're, tell, you're telling them that so that you can they can understand you better, not as an excuse, but just to give them a reason of what's like what's happening in your life. And I, all these kids, they wanted the same thing with their parents. They want their parents to see them not just as, you know, a, you know, something that they have to fix because they're broken or that they're a teenager and they have issues. They want their parents to see them like they were when they're younger, with their whole life ahead of them. The sky's the limit. You know, they they could be anything they want. And they all said they, they feel like they disappoint their parents a lot. And they feel like their parents look at them with like, when they're little, it's like the parents are more patient. And, and now as they gotten older, it's like, we're not as cute anymore. You know, the, you know, the, the tempers get short with us. And we know sometimes we do a lot to deserve it. But this one girl, and I'll, I'll end with this, this one girl said something. She goes, I know this is kind of throwing myself underneath the bus. She goes, but I feel really bad as I talk about this stuff about my family that I will be very petty with them. And I will be critical and judgmental of my mom and she makes mistakes. And then my mom's like, you don't treat any of your friends that way. Like you're meaner to me than any of your friends. And then the daughter told her, she said, I'm sorry. And I'm not trying to excuse my behavior, but I feel like with me that you're, 
you're harder on me than any of our other kids. Well, after a conversation, come to find out the mom feels like this daughter resembles her the most. And then they found out that she's harder on her. She's like, I guess I am harder on you because you remind me of myself and I don't want you to be like me because apparently the mom doesn't really love everything about herself. Go figure, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there we go. There's a rabbit hole right there that we can <laughs> dive down into, right? Yep. I, so, you know, I was just going to make one more comment when you talked about the bedtime story. Um, we all joke in, in our family that like, I have a, I have a spot in my bed, you know, like the, my spot in the bed, it's called my spot. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, there'll be certain times when I sort of um, shut down and I need to just uh, and I lay down in my in my bed, and it's not often that you see me. I like how you um, said I sort of shut down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get to the end of my rope is what happens. And and so if my kids, it's funny because if my kids see me come and lay down in my bed because I'm because I'm tired and I'm I'm crashing a little, and that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to bed. It might be in the middle of the day. It might be in the middle of the afternoon. And I'm like, okay, I gotta lay down. I'm just laughing, sort of shut down, crashing a little. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like definite words with a little bit like a little. <laughs> what happens is literally it's like a magnet. Everybody comes to the bed, right? They want to be there when I'm still. Well, why do you think that is? Right, because then they like start getting my attention or no, 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 no. Something's happening. What are they noticing? That draws that what why they why do they see that as an invitation? I, I guess because I'm gonna just hang out, right? I'm just well, well okay, you tell me why. <laughs> well, my instinct, my guess would be when you're saying you're crashing, when you're saying you're burnt out, when you're kind of breaking down, like when you're down like that. You're very vulnerable. Yeah. And I don't know if you knew this, but sometimes when you're in business mode, you don't really look all that inviting. <laughs> oh, I do. You have a sign that says, please come hither. I'd love to <laughs> don't chat. Don't talk to me. Don't distract me. Don't need me. Don't ask me for anything. <laughs> so when you sit on that spot, that's ding, 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 ding. Mom is open for business. Oh man, isn't that interesting? I've never, I've never really thought about that, but it is so true. Well, that's what happened with that example. I told you that, that stepmom, yeah. what happened? She had a long day at work. She was laying on the bed and she looked exactly how the girl felt. Just, just, there was no like shield, like, cause normally the, the kids would walk and she'd, hi, how are you doing today? She looked like Mary freaking Poppins. That's not like kids were like, oh, she looks vulnerable to talk to you right now. Like, no, when someone has that customer service, like fake smile on their face like, or like that irritated, like, can I help you with something? You're not going to open up and share your, you know, deepest, darkest insecurities and secrets with that person at that time. You know what that reminds me, though, of David is, you know, how I told you Quincy just got home. Yeah. When Colton got home from his mission, the first thing he did was just went and laid on the carpet, right? Because he was in Japan. And he hadn't seen carpet in two oh, years. Oh yeah, right? They're all about the wood floors. Yeah. But do you know where Quincy went when we first walked in and we're hauling in the luggage and I'm trying to, you know, get everything in the house and whatever. 
The next thing I notice is Quincy is laying in my spot. Isn't that interesting? Like she was a little broken down, a little, little tired, a little bit crashing. <laughs> and she came to the spot. It's that's so it's so interesting. That is your guys' home base. That's the Switzerland. If you're in the spot, then that means everything's okay. Like even though you're not doing okay, you're on the same level. You're on the same page. Right. It's an invitation. And I love what you just said that she like that the the what that girl was feeling on the inside is what she was seeing that person exhibit on the outside. And so she thought, okay, I can tell her that. So many times we don't we don't want to tell somebody that looks all happy and fabulous what's going on on our inside because they think we're never going to understand them. So we're going to look for somebody who looks miserable so that we can tell them that we're also miserable. Yeah. How many times have you DM'd a beautiful woman that you look and like, oh, my gosh, she's flawless, drop dead gorgeous. She is the ideal perfect. How many times you DM that woman saying, I just want to let you know, I feel I, I feel ugly. <laughs> right. What? Like, I feel insecure right now. Like, you're not going to D like, you're not going to message someone, let alone tell someone that you feel horrible when they're at their best or when they're in that mode of like, look at me or I'm on top of the world. or I, I'm in big time control. And so what all these kids were saying in the class is that when our, when our parents are most approachable is when they're not trying to connect with us, but they're down to our level with us. Cause you know, it is when you try so hard to get the photo op, right? The dinner, just perfect. The, the game nights, perfect. The, the movie night, perfect. Sometimes trying too hard really makes it not very organic at all. Oh, hundred thousand percent. I'm, I'm pretty sure you've told a couple of stories, how your the most beautiful family pictures you took were some of the biggest stressful moments <laughs> right before those family pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, there are some things that there's another part of this I want to share on the Patreon. And um, we got into don't hate, congratulate. And for those people who have not come to one of our um, uh, workshops or the um, uh, quit trip and support groups that I've done, which obviously most people haven't, but I've talked about this before. So after we did this part, the rest of the, the class, everyone went around, everyone got a turn. Now, a lot of these kids struggle with social anxiety. They're still not best buddies in this class, but they all got a turn. They had to give themselves a compliment about something that they're working on. They're trying to improve. Maybe no one even knows that they're working on doing this better, but it's something that's important to them in their mind. So it's like they're giving themselves a pat on the back. And then they had to pick someone in their life. It could be a mom, a dad, a friend, anyone, or it could be someone in the classroom that they wanted to give a compliment to and, and give them props. And um, we're going to talk about that on the Patreon, but there was a couple things said that literally took these kids from strangers to they will never see each other the same again. Tears were flowing. This girl broke down and said the biggest confession. Everyone there just like was a moment of silence and just girl said her dad had cancer. Another one's mom, grandma was dying of cancer. Like there was these crazy connections of from, from mental health to physical health issues to being, you know, separated from their family for four years. Like there's just all this stuff that these kids were looking at each other going, oh, these are human beings that I'm sitting next to instead of just a kid that I'm wondering like, wow, they dress weird or 
Paul, they, they, they don't really say much. They're kind of shy. The, the most cocky, arrogant kid, the two most cocky males in this class cried. And both of those males were seen totally different after that. And two of the girls in the class that are most socially awkward and shy, they admitted that they dealt with social anxiety and social struggles. And they were seen as brave just because everyone could tell how hard that was. It's like, yeah, I can't talk in front of public in people, but yet I'm doing it right now. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing it. Like it was just mind blowing. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that on the Patreon episodes. If you want to come over and jump on and join us and check it out, it's just five bucks a month, but go to www.patreon.com backslash light the fight. And like I said, five bucks a month and we just do a little bonus episode each week. Yep. All right, you guys, thanks for being here. Um, I'm going to be posting the winners. Oh um, yeah. Our no shame November. Um, I'm going to post it on social media and Brandon is reaching out to the winners. Um, I'm just going to give a quick shout out to Lisa Moore, Amber Jensen, and Elise LeBlanc. We, um, we loved your stories. We loved your effort. All of you who sent in um, a message, we're going to reach out to you, get your, your address. We're going to get something. We're gonna get something. Yeah. We're going to send you a little something. Um, thanks for participating. That was fun for us. I know that there's a lot of you who <laughs> I heard from a lot of you who are like, okay, I'm not even gonna tell you what I was going to do, but just say, so you no, know, I did. try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people that said they did something, but they weren't willing to post about it, <laughs> yeah, which is okay. It's hey. okay. Um, but I hope that kind of, especially in this holiday season, as we go into um, December, so you'll really think about how you can dial your own stress down, go find a, a home base, create that space and take advantage of an opportunity to just connect with your kids. Um, I really love that. And, and I think that's, I think, I know we can all relate to that. So Thanks for being here, for listening. Thanks for the reviews and for um, recommending the podcast to people who you talk to her in your life. Um, and most of all, thank you for helping us to like the fight.